are live with a second apocalypse. Jacob's peeing right now. Chapter 18. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm probably just going to tinker, honestly, while we wait for him. Make some last minute annotations because I didn't annotate anything. I just listened to the audiobook. But, very good chapter. Things are wrapping up. And, um,. They're about to leave. For the Holy War. Oh, sorry, I'm late. Hello, Jacob. What's oh, up? What's up? Who are you today? I'm ahead on a pole behind you. <laughs> That's cool. I am a Cyclopean Walls. Hell yeah. I don't know why I keep going to that video. I want to watch that. woman getting punched in the boob. Oh. In an MMA setting. Look how much bigger she looks than... That's so wild. When fighters lose control. <laughs> we'll watch it. Yeah. I was watching some knockouts last night. Dude, I would want to watch knockouts with you. Yeah, uh, we could commentate a lot of stuff. That'd be... <laughs> I would do some UFC commentary, some, like, leftist, anarchist <laughs> UFC commentary. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I haven't been going to any of the, like, c combat sport classes or anything, and I, it, it stresses me out a little bit. Because I love boxing. It's fun. Your baby's not ready to help you train? Not yet, but soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm just grumpy because I can't get the things I want to work to work, but what else is new, I guess? Anything good happened today? Yeah, I mean, nothing's all that bad. I think I'm just sleepy. So whenever I have to get up in the morning, I don't sleep very well at night. Yeah. I'm a night owl. Um, Same. Did happen today. Uh, yeah, I got some good shoplifting done after work. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ate a stroopwafel, or... Mm. Power like waffle. Stinger. Yeah. Honey stinger with caramel in it. Honey stinger waffle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some good things. Yeah. How are you? Um, I feel actually physically good. Emotionally happy. Spiritually dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Spiritually searching we used to say that in cumberland heights oh dude yeah hell yeah i had this this woman that taught well i don't know not taught but held uh ilc alumni meetings mm -hmm. and she was dope but the one thing that she did that i could not stand was that when we did the check-ins she would say that she's like spiritually she was like loving and in love and i was just like <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> How can a loving God cause such agony? Mm -hmm. Bumper sticker. Yeah, we need more nihilist bumper stickers. Yeah. Void. <laughs> Glimpses into the void. Mm -hmm. Druid, hello. <coughs> What's up? Who are oh, you today? I made uh, reishi pills. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's get our... Do you want to hit that? Get our vitamins. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> um Oh, I got a $70 blender this week, because this reishi stuff was, it's basically like trying to blend a sponge, 
uh, well, it's like you blend a tree and then it turns into a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't turn it into powder after the sponge. Just for the record, Twitch, um, these are not illegal drugs. They're vitamins. Perfectly legal. Free range. Mm-hmm. Gluten-free. They actually are. They're like hippie-ass vitamins. What's up, Ring Thing? Who are you today? Welcome to the Second Apocalypse podcast. Oh, yeah. You can take two to four. Okay. Because uh, you can only fit so much sponge and it's size double zero capsule. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Drew said, just had a 10 hour work day. Today I'm the no gods sarcophagus. Hell yeah, that's cool. Get, How big is that bad boy? Get carapaced. I don't know. Pretty big. <laughs> Pretty big. <laughs> At least two or three. Mm hmm. There's, two or three fathoms. There's uh, some nerd shit I noticed in this today where uh, Esmanette size somebody up by a hand mm. and you know like they measure horses by hands yeah but they also have cubits in this world oh damn so you know just some stuff mm-hmm cubed yeah yeah um well should i read the intro yeah i think you should okay so chapter 18 and uh, and the revelation murdered all that i once did know <clears throat> and that revelation where once I asked of God, who are you? Now I ask, who am I? Ak, ak, Ankara, oh, fuck. Ankaralus, letter to the White Temple. Dude, I don't know who that is or what the White Temple is. Dude, yeah, that was one thing I, I noticed too. I was like... It's usually like a Genesis or a Comedian. Mm-hmm. But in the fuck is this? Um, the next one is a Comedian. Who says, the emperor, the consensus seems to be, was an excessively suspicious man. Fear has many forms, but it is never so dangerous as what it, when it is combined with power and perpetual uncertainty. That really sums up Zarias very well. Mm-hmm. Power and perpetual uncertainty. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. What are your thoughts on the, on the first one? The first, okay, well, <clears throat> um... First thought was about the no god with the who who am I, who are you? Now I ask who am I, mm. and just like the loss of meaning or um, lack of meaning in mm. the world, or searching for a meaning that you, you know you don't have one. I guess mm -hmm. seems very Baker esque, Bakerian, Baker Baker esque probably. Yeah. Um, I wrote the note shattered reality, except for I don't remember what that refers to. <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't know, one of those things, I can't think of any examples, but like, you know, you know how life goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've been alive for like 20, 25 years, 30, 35 years, and you realize something that you just like didn't know the whole time or had some misunderstanding of the whole time. Mm hmm yeah. Yeah. It fucks me up. Yeah. It's good. Mm hmm It's like a BuzzFeed life hack list. Mm hmm They're like, the tab on your soda means that you come backwards. Uh-huh. And I'm like, holy shit, I never knew that. <laughs> yep. Kelpron. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, I thought you were a ring thing. You got the same color on the chat. Um, not on y'all's screen, though, I don't think. Kelpfron is Confus striding arrogantly to fetch a mandate school. <laughs> I like it. Ooh, can I change mine to Zarias holding a commune's hand? Sure. 
the point on the, the contact where their hands touch. Nice. On their hands. Should we get into it? On the quantum level? Yeah, on the quantum level, we really all are. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it starts out <clears throat> Emperor Ikuri's the Third is wringing his hands and pacing around the garden, shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> um, he says, You have him? And they're. They capture Skaos, right? It just starts right off the rib with Skaos. Yeah. Well, they even ask, you have him? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Gen Kelty replied. I loved the name Gen Kelty. We also get to meet the... Who's the torturer? What's his name? Ooh. Um, he's awesome, dude. He's brutal. McSquingus, I think. He only likes... He's a, just an artist. Yeah, he's one of those, like, uh, <laughs> Hellraiser, pain, pervert guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like the iconic dungeon master. Yeah. Uh, we'll find his name. I yeah, can't remember yeah, what it is. It's something matter. cool. Um, Druid mentions that um, your hand touching is very lewd. Very lewd indeed. Lewd, crude, and two rude dudes. That's right. We're two rude dudes. Just a couple of guys, guys. <laughs> a couple of guys being dudes. Yeah, big time. No, <laughs> JK. Um, so, Zarias is like, I'll saw and then Genkelty is like, he was hard to take. Three of my men are dead. Four more have broken limbs. And Confus is like, no freaking way. <laughs> no freaking way. He's like 80 years old. Yeah, the 80-year-old monkey stair-stepper, stair-master. And even the sake, the sake are like, nah, it's not magic. We have no idea what's going on. I like Zarias pipes in, and he's like, wait, you mean after... <laughs> During all this time, all these years, he could have killed me? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, obviously he doesn't care about his dudes that got killed, but he's just like, <laughs> he could have burned everything he down. Killed he's killed like, me? Could have killed me? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's probably one of the, he's close to Zarias. It's like losing a f friend in a weird way. It's true. That old feeling when your friend is a different species of a non genetically engineered flesh robot. <laughs> yeah, and then you ask yourself, am I a genetically engineered flesh robot? That's a good question. It's like we're in Ex Machina. I love that movie. It's Great so movie. Good. Alex Garland? Alex Garland. Dude, we uh, love Alex Garland. Yeah, we love Alex Garland here. Um, You know uh, X, the movie? X? The one that, that we saw? Yeah. Yeah, um... Great A twenty four horror movie. Mm -hmm. The sequels come or prequels coming out this mm -hmm. month, called Pearl. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. It's this creepy old lady's backstory. It looks violent oh, really? as fuck. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's set in like I don't know nineteen fifty or something. I bet that would be good. Yeah. Oh damn. So yeah. it's not like a X two. No. That's good. It, or a negative it, X. Yeah. It's no. called Pearl. Pearl. About the lady named Pearl, I believe. But it's the same actress. That's cool. Hell yeah. What else happens here? <laughs> I'm an A24 um, shill. Druid says the narrator in the audiobook does a superb job in this chapter. He really does. Yeah, I didn't even read it. I listened to it. And he does a great job. He's got some skills, man. He was, really does. So, I've been watching House of the Dragon, or Hot D, as uh, George R. R. Martin calls it, the new Game of Thrones show. Mm -hmm. And just watching other uh, Game of... Or, George Martin interviews because when I like something I get obsessed with it and 
he was talking about just like the difference between narrators and like actors and this narrator we never get i never get lost in the performance mm -hmm. of the voices in this book but um i do feel like he's got range like yeah definite acting ability yeah i agree. look up his name um while you do that Skeos is captured he's in the dungeon and again kelty is trying to just be like yo he's it's not a sorcery. Their eyes is freaking out. And then they go down there. <clears throat> they go down to the funky clown town. They scamper on down there. Narrated by David DeVries. Or yeah. DeVries. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to David DeVries. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. <clears throat> Skaos, uh they're reporting on him still. He wasn't scared of the Kore. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck is... Um, the deal with them because he's like he he must have been trained or he has some some sort of magical power because how could this old monkey man break <laughs> eight people in half yeah but uh he's also not scared of the core so they don't know what they're dealing with yeah mm -hmm. it is it's such a good idea um or so well written like the idea of skaos killing three people and just like, I don't know, it's funny the way he says it. You really feel it. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. Like, you know how brittle and old Skaos looks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, um, we had a hard time getting him. <laughs> I would, like, if I was making a show of this, I'd whip pan and it would just be him standing, like, all old and, like, curled over. <laughs> over. Hunched over. He's, like, obliterated, eviscerated <laughs> bodies. <laughs> yeah. Almost popping up in the wrong directions. Yeah. Uh, Drew <laughs> mentions that he's hyped... On Hot D, you have no idea how happy I am that Hot D is back to the quality of Game of Thrones season one through four. Yeah, that's dope. I'm waiting to watch it. I'm reading the fifth book. Wait, Dance of Dance of Dragons? No, Feast of Crows. Is that the fourth book? I think so. Fourth book. I don't want to watch it quite yet. I want to get more immersed in the series because I've only read the first three books. We're in I've seen the shows, obviously, but. This one is based on Fire and Blood, you know yeah. that? Yeah. I read that a couple of years ago and nothing stuck to it at all. I was just, it's like reading a history book of, I don't know, like if you read a history book about a country that you've never heard of for the first time. Yeah. It's just, just like, like nothing stuck yeah. in my head. That's what I've heard. It's very textbooky, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. But yeah, I, I want to, I love Game of Thrones is like <clears throat> reading it is so easy but it's so enriching oh yeah so immersive <laughs> nice get rigorous with it yeah <laughs> okay the journey to the encampment to the undying mine heights held something of a nightmarish quality for a commune are we okay with moving on yeah uh let's see is there anything uh... just something of a nightmarish <clears throat> quality well one thing to mention is that uh zariah sins for a mandate schoolman right that's where um Kelfron comes in, compass. Yeah, um, exactly. Arrogantly striding to fetch a mandate schoolman. Uh huh. Uh, one quote that um, Zarias. Wait. Zarias says uh, he's telling compass to fetch a commune. Summon him yourself. Why? Mandate schoolmen are fools. And Zarias goes, fools can be trusted precisely because they are fools. Their agendas rarely intersect with your own. Hmm. That sounds cool. I don't know what that means. 
have? Because, I mean, the dramatic irony here, I think, is that um, Akamian's not the fool and that Zarias is the fool. Yeah, like it would be assuming that you're not a fool. Yeah. Honestly, they're both fools. Yeah, and except for... Right. <laughs> no, they totally... You're right. Uh, just barely before that, Zarias goes, I may be fooled, nephew, but I am not a fool. <laughs> um, he says... The <laughs> Baker says fool nine times in this chapter and 141 times in the oh, book overall. That's the, um, one of the good things about re- having it on Audible. Or on a like, computer, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, really easy to jump around. Jump around. Pack it up, pack it in. Jump around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fools and fooly and mm-hmm. fooling um, but, yeah, what'd you say? Oh, somewhat of a nightmarish quality for Kamian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it's saying, or something, but it sounds scary. If, if it's just any, a little bit of a nightmare, it sounds like it's unpreferable. Yeah, yeah, it does a good job of setting the scene as, like, this is a fucked up scene, and it's dark, and the encampment takes on a kind of grim and grimy essence or aura or whatever mm-hmm. um later on whenever esmanet crosses the bridge under the like river of like the stagnant yeah. river that's so immersive i was like dang i can like smell that stinky ass river and the mosquitoes biting their dicks while they're peeing into it <laughs> I is that I just me catch that. Okay. no no i, I just imagine oh, that oh okay yeah i mean probably i'm kind of surprised you didn't add that in to be honest but mosquitoes don't really bite me i have a symbiotic relationship with them damn damn that's crazy damn <laughs> um i got like 10 mosquito bites on me right now so confis goes and summons a Kamian. and let's see he asks somebody asks why the emperor would summon oh a Kamian mm-hmm. asks why would an emperor summon me he asks that the confis why summon a sorcerer um, oh, why summon any sorcerer? Sorry, I'm botching that. <clears throat> it's not really that important, but they just kind of go back and forth while they're walking. Um, Confus is being Confus. Yeah, Kamian is, like, obviously wondering why they want him. And, um, Confus doesn't want to tell anything. They have, like, a, a, a tension where... Confus expects Akamian to answer his questions, but he won't answer any of Akamian's questions, mm. which I thought was, is, like, it makes sense from, like, the his authority, standpoint of authority. Yeah. But just as, like, a normal person, I was, like... It's really annoying. Yeah. It's, like, you're not gonna... You gotta give a little to get a little. Yeah. Why would an emperor summon me? Akamian asked Confus. Why summon any sorcerer? The man had replied Im- impatiently. Actually, it... The response angered him, so yeah. <laughs> there's definitely some tension immediately there. Yeah, <clears throat> and Akamian later, he, whenever he sees or whenever he goes into the room and like meets Zarias or whatever, he like gets down on his hands and knees and says, "I am your slave, Emperor" or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that really weirded me out. I was like, "Dang, dude, that's like super, super bootlicky." I'm surprised. Like, I feel like Kami wouldn't do that, but I guess he's kind of flying on a moving radar and doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, that is weird. Um, it makes me think of this, though, that is coming up right here. Um, 
Like any other embarrassment, the powerful religiously avoided desperation. And then two sentences later, a commune thinks, what could an emperor want with a desperate fool like Drusus a commune? So like him kneeling and groveling um, shows his desperation, I think. Mm. And I feel like <clears throat> desperation is a, a sense that a commune is like always inhabiting. Um, there's just like a, a desperateness or like an end of his ropeness mm-hmm. at any given point about anything or like a jade, jaded for sure maybe jaded on a good day and like about to fucking snap on a bad day right um, I feel like uh, everything in his life he's like reluctant to do and he does begrudgingly mm-hmm. he's not like excited about a whole lot yeah he's like moved by his circumstances kind of uh, by the conditioned ground yeah, I guess so. I'm just but, trying to tie but, it all together. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think so. There's uh, like an underlying karmic momentum mm. for everyone. Everyone's getting just like pwned by <laughs> the, the conditions around them, by the darkness that comes before. Mm-hmm. Which is the name of the book. Damn, that's the name of the book. Uh huh. Um, Akamian uh, thinks to himself, or exposits to us the gnosis made them meaning the mandate rich fools Mm -hmm. they're rich fools with the gnosis and he's the only one in the whole city he might be the only one on that side of the fucking sea Mm -hmm. three seas yeah it seems like they're a pretty small crew yeah i don't have a lot of members no uh we'll get to it in a bit but i was wondering about which is the lamest Mm. school (laughs) i yeah there's some bickering about it yeah a druid has some stuff to say in chat. Um, um, go ahead. Alright, let's see. The narrator... Okay, we already got that. Blah, blah, blah. Fire and blood books are a bit like the Cimmerillion. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've never read the Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion. The cinnamon But I, I think that's probably very accurate. I tried to read it this year. I mean, just listening to it on audio. I made it over halfway, but it was too brutal. Yeah. And by like, brutal, I mean, like, punishing to listen to, not, like... Yeah. Not, like, brutal, like, the unholy console. Yeah. I was just, just, like... I didn't... Thick. It's very thick, and... I don't know. I'm not enough of a Tolkien nerd, but... I, yeah, I'd rather hear about, like, people getting eviscerated by hideous bash rags than, like, the tragedy mm. of the elves over ten millennia. Yeah. Sorry. Same. I... Uh, can't. It's hard for me to read Tolkien. <laughs> Can't go back. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Druid says this is one of the first times the series goes deep into horror and it's glorious. I agree, dude. This is where I got one of the first tastes of the the deep grimy griminess that can happen. The griminess that comes before. And I was like, I want more of the console. And, like I, this is the, the first three books are such a console tease. Oh yeah. And then it just pops off so much. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, one more thing he says is that Akamian, and he assumes most of the Gnostic sorcerers are perpetually in the process of an existential crisis. Uh, that seems true. I mean, they live only partly in the present. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of like your job is to be gaslit by the whole mm-hmm. the whole realm. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks you're a dipshit. And for the last 300 years, you've had no proof to prove that you're not. Mm-hmm. And then when the, you prove that you're not, it's like 
the most evil force in the history of man mm-hmm. is that to get you yeah it's not a they're good... straight up not having a good time yeah that and um we can move along here real quick but i just there's this idea that um siswatha had his soul split into different pieces um so that people can touch his heart and access his memory so hmm. he might not even be like um dead siswatha yeah yeah or like i don't know i mean he's dead but like not in the outside exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Shayananra at the end of, um, or Shoriatis, I think the same guy, at the yeah. end of the, the Unholy Consult. So yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's a big uh, life crisis situation there. Some Horcrux shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, these books definitely do a Harry Potter, <laughs> like, darker over time. Yeah. Except this starts out, like, in the pit. Yeah. Already. This is worse than anything in the Harry Potter books, like, yeah. from the rip. Yeah, definitely. But there's not as much racism. Not as much racism. There's not a whole... Yeah, there's racism. In this... Yeah, there's... I mean, there's the racial slur for black people. There's pics. Yeah. I think, uh... Um... Who was saying it last time? Uh... I don't know. I can't remember what, um... I don't know. I just have this problem with people that are super into Harry Potter and they're like, I'm a Slytherin or I have like Slytherin t-shirts and stickers on their cars. I'm like, you're a wizard Nazi? Like, yeah. For fun? Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh, like colorblind or just fucking not, not with it. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, Druid says, Seswatha does live through his dreams in some manner, which is a good parallel to the consult guy. Never made that connection. Yeah. It's a good connection. Do you think the consult's, like, consulting a lot? Have meetings and, like, you know... Every every (laughs) organization has to have meetings. (laughs) They have to have... It is funny to think of these, like, horrific evil beings talking about mundane, like logistical things like how do we feed the bash rags <laughs> are the shrank getting along <laughs> like checking in with hr are the, yeah are the, we have to drug test the earth shrank <laughs> make sure they're not <laughs> doing chan <laughs> shit like that that's a good one <laughs> make a coffee that. oh, that's funny um <clears throat> all right let's move on a little bit <clears throat> I've got, um... What you got, dude? Uh, Confus and Akami, and I guess it's a long walk. <laughs> yeah. A lot of time to talk. Um, he, uh... He admits to Akami, and we've discovered a spy in our midst. The Emperor needs you to verify that sorcery was not involved. Akami says, you don't trust the Imperial sake? No one trusts the... <clears throat> Pardon me, that got stuck in my throat, so I'll just say it again. No one trusts the imperial sake, and the commune's like, yeah. <laughs> and the mercenaries, the Mysunse, why not use them? Um, this is where I thought, who's yeah. the lamest school? <clears throat> I think they could be a front runner. The Mysunse. Yeah. Yeah. The next paragraph or two says the Mysunse were quote unquote limited. <laughs> <laughs> Mercenary souls were rarely gifted ones. Oh, what? Um, Mercenary souls. Yeah. And, of course, I think it means souls just as, like, individuals, yeah. but yeah. I was wondering, it'd be funny, like, 
if your metaphysical soul had inherent talent or lack thereof. Mm. But ultimately, I'm with you that I think the my students say is probably the lamest. Mm. <laughs> they have to contract out to mm-hmm. maybe to get work. You know, they're just struggling. They should we should have some sympathy for them. But a commune realizes they're terrified. The Ikuris are terrified. Because I basically asked the most badass motherfucker, who's also, like, kind of the most, <laughs> like, most desperate dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, sad, hot mess of a guy. A commune? Yeah, a yeah. commune's, like, a messy bitch. Yeah, he's, like, a messy burning man. Desert <laughs> at this point. Dude, yeah. He's a burner. <clears throat> um... But they they want his uh, his expertise, and Confus at the end says, or um, Confus says, you should comb your beard, sorcerer. You're about to meet the emperor himself. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I it made me think. Um, does a commune carry a comb on him? And I thought, mm-hmm. there's no way he, he like, he probably has one in his like rucksack. Yeah, but he doesn't no like way. keep it in his pocket. No, he's no ano and I. No. <laughs> too concerned with their beards and their oils. Yeah. Um, they also mentioned later, as Minette was scoping out um, the silhouette of a commune, but yeah. she recognizes that. It says that his beard is in five strands. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I did not catch that at all. Um, I don't know, you know, exactly how that is. Yeah. Five uh, plates, braids. Yeah. Like our guy in the or Nayer guy. Uh-huh. Not sure. Uh, I'm growing out my beard to for um, this Halloween festival where I'm reading tarot, but after that, I'm gonna... Um, I'm trying to look like a wizard, so I'll probably just have it round or pointy a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think I'm gonna try to make it square after. Uh, to be dude, like, to that'd be, like be hard as fuck. <laughs> dude, that would be so hard. <laughs> Thanks. That's awesome. I've been fucking with my mustache, too, but... I need to get advice from you on it. I was trying to not eat it. Oh, there's no, there's no, way. no getting around that. No, it's terrible. It's really hard to have a mustache. <laughs> it sucks ass. Dude, being a man is so hard. I know. I'm sick of it. Um, let's skip ahead. Let's 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 go. Um, we're not really skipping ahead. We're just on the next page. Um, so Zarias is sitting there with Skaos. Skaos has blood clots in an ear, long wisps of white hair framing his veined forehead, sunken cheeks, and made him look wild. He's naked and chained, his body bowed outwards along a table, curved like a phallus. The wood was smooth, polished by many chainings, dark against the council's pale skin. I Um, could really imagine that when it mentioned smooth from all the bodies that were chained there. Dude, for real. Like, Baker is legitimately fucked up. Maybe that was where he got tortured on acid as a child. On a really polished table. (laughs) 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 They stood in the heart of the Endine Mine Heights. I feel like it is worthy to note that the heart of the Endine Mine Heights is a torture dungeon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the heart of the Vatican is probably, like, some holy A child place. raping? Yeah, it also might be a torture chamber, <laughs> but, you know, like, get to the heart of the matter or whatever, like, the true, you know, the essence, the beating, whatever. Yeah. So it's a torture chamber. It's a fucking rotten, dark, violent place. Yeah. It's kind called the, the truth the room. room. The truth room. 
so bad. I love the uh, the torturer, whatever his name is. Uh, he just hangs out in the t- truth room and plies people. Oh, yeah. Skelatus? Uh, Kimmish. 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 Kimmish the interrogator. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> he really it's is. It's all business. Uh, Skelatus is, um, or Skeletius is the uh, Mysunse, mm. a blue-robed Mysunse. Yeah. Who is one of two guys to get murked. Yeah. I believe in this chapter. But this is where it fucked me up, especially the first time. The Skeus, then there's this dude, Skelia, <laughs> Skeletius, mm-hmm. then there's Scarus, um, the, uh, dragon, Scarus a dragon? No, Scar, fuck dude, I can't remember, Scarus is, a another wizard, I think, another sorcerer, what's the dragon's name? I don't know. Suswinku, no, I can't remember, but, and then there's Sacarpus in... Next series, there's a lot of scuzz, mm-hmm. a lot of ska bands in this. Yeah, sublime. <laughs> um, Skaeus is not bending to the truth, though. Skaeus no. watched um, is this Kimish the interrogator. Skaeus watched him, or maybe Zarias, watched him without fear, blink the way a child awakened in the dead of night might blink. His eyes glittered from his wizened face. Mm. Oh, the dragon is Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Get the yeah, fuck that's a good name. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, Everybody's just standing around scarce, like, what the actual fuck is happening? Yeah. Kimish, the interrogator, <laughs> who saw points of pain instead of people. <laughs> um, He's like an anti um, acupuncture guy. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it's like um, a physical therapist, but the opposite. Like, you see people and you're like, oh, do you need help with your broken <laughs> shoulder? Like, he's like, oh, I see your shoulder isn't broken, dislocated. Let me help you with that. If you have all your toenails, I will take them all off. <laughs> you need to help you out there. <laughs> take off a couple toenails. And the skin spy is probably just, like, hard on coming. Surprised there wasn't dong description. I know, there was no phallus. There's only one... Mention of the word, and it was as an adjective. Something is phallic. We got corrected by Kelpron. Skafra is a dragon. Skaris is the famine leader. Yeah. I think Skathula is a dragon, too, though. Oh, okay, so maybe we didn't get corrected. We just got more more information. I didn't mean that in, like, a, oh, he's correcting us kind of way. I just mean, like... Oh, no, for sure. Great, yeah. I mean, there's more um, sublime... Yeah. Just, it's all around us. It's all around us. I can feel it in the air. <laughs> That's what I got, you know? The Empress has such a different chaos, which I thought was a funny thing to say. Yeah, me too. It's like, of all the ways to describe him, a different... <laughs> he is different. Yeah. Oh. It sounds loving, is what it made me think. Hmm. Like, it made me... My sense was that he's bummed. He's like, actually, he's like a friend. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a fucking secret agent. Yeah, no, that's true. He says that, um, can't remember if it's this chapter or the last one, but Skaeus was, all the other men act as if he is God, and Skaeus is the one that believes he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, Maybe he's they couple. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I'm sure this kid's probably would be down. 
<laughs> to have some coupling. Yeah. Um, no, I like that too, just in a literal sense of a different scaus, like it's a different person than thought it was mm-hmm. like because literally because it's a biomechanical yeah I mean, you start talking gradually over the chapter in different voices like he's no longer scales at all mm-hmm. it's kind of a gradual which is cool i appreciated that yeah it's uh he doesn't just get caught and and spill the beans all at once i guess Mm-mm. but this made me think of whenever there's like a true crime show and the neighbor murdered his entire family and everyone they interview for the show is like, he's such a good, you know, I thought he was such a good guy. I never yeah. would have thought he would do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, somebody had to fucking think that something was up. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe not in this sense, because yeah. it's like a literal shapeshifter. But like, <laughs> was anybody paying attention? Or did this guy really just like, not seem like he was about to go murder his family? I don't know, man. I'm not up to date on true crime stuff, yeah. but I imagine some serial killers are. Scathula, also dragon. Kelfron says. That's called. Um, I wasn't trying to say you were wrong either. I'm wrong. Zarias is scared. He says, "What say you, Kimish?" And Kimish says, "He's already been plied briefly, God of Men, according to protocol." <laughs> he uh, <clears throat> used protocol C. Subsection A. <laughs> the plying of the fingernails. Is it a flow chart? <laughs> like, if the if the victim comes, uh, C, section A. If he does not come, section B. And Zarias thinks, was there excitement in his tone? Kimish, alone, out of those gathered, would care nothing for the fact that it was an imperial council on the table. He cared only for his trade. The politics of this outrage, the dizzying implications... Um, would, Zarias was certain, mean nothing to him. That's hilarious. I is, love that. Is he kind of a, um, a human in Koroi? Like, all he cares about is pain and reducing people to points of, of pain. Points of pain. Not caring who's on the table because we're all meat bags that can be manipulated into suffering. Maybe. New theory. New theory. Point of Pain is a cool-ass name for some type of organization. P.O.P. Point of Pain. You down with P.O.P.? Um, Kimish might be our new guy. Yeah. He <laughs> says, he's unlike any man I've seen, God of Men. He's just, like, astounding them. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Kimish, what did not become Kimish... I'm trying to figure out if this means he has a penchant for drama or does not. What did not become Kimish, Zarias had decided, was his penchant for drama. Okay, so I he think does. he does have a penchant. Yeah, he has a flair. He's a man of his trade. He's an artist. <laughs> he cared only for that. Um, like a storyteller, he spoke in gaps as though the world was his chorus. So he's really trying to share the beauty of pain with uh, with his his god god of men, but. I don't think he's... It's not landing. No. Yeah. His rise is like, I have other things in my mind. <laughs> he says, finding answers is your trade, Kimish. Why <laughs> must I interrogate the interrogator? And he says, better to watch, or better to show than to say. And he kneels over with, a pl- with some pliers and wrenches out a toenail from um, Skaos. And there was nothing. No shriek, not even a shudder from the old man. 
And Zarias is like, oh, shit. What the? <laughs> He's so, um, like, bombastic. He's like, inhuman! <laughs> ah! I could see her just, like, fluttering around the room. What's the mere bird quote that you like so much? No mere bird. No mere bird dare shit on an emperor. <laughs> no mere bird. As if there are mere birds and unmere birds. So funny. I love him, man. Mirror bird. I like Zarias a lot. Yeah, he's a strange underdog. He is. He's so <laughs> flamboyant. Um, You lie! <laughs> he said it to the grandmaster. This is sorcery! I feel it! <laughs> I know. Why is he even asking people when he just yeah. tells they lie? Liar! <laughs> um, he yells... Uh, at Skaeus, he gets, says, what are you? Mm-hmm. The old face grinned. More, Zarias. I am more. Mm. It was not Skaeus' voice, but something broken like many voices. I love that. You know how in, like, movies where a demon or devil dude comes up and they have, like, the voice modulated so it's, like, a different tones all at once? Yeah. That's kind of what I imagine. Yeah, I imagine that, too. More like, I imagine that, but... Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, like wispy and windy and there's a wind behind it draft or something i don't know like the voices are falling out of his mouth instead of Ooh. speaking of damn yeah did i write this did you go to college dude i went to college didn't go to high school though that was that's true but you don't need to um droid says rias is that dude you hate but just can't help but like him because of his charisma. Yeah, he's got he's got it going on. It's true. He's just a dingus. It's hard to take him seriously. It's hard to take his like a plethora of outrages seriously because he's such a fucking idiot. He gets a pass. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, and there, this is not the only time that someone is described as more in this chapter. Oh, what's the other time? I think with Esmanet. Whenever she's talking to, or whenever she's remembering her conversation with, like, her mentor or whatever, like, some, I think they refer to themselves as prostitutes, do they? Or harlots or whores or something? Yeah. Whores are more, basically. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Like, is there a connection between between the two? I couldn't draw anything, really, but... It's a good catch, though. Yeah. Those very specific words. Yeah, they are specific. It might have just been on his brain, using that. <laughs> There's a head on his pole behind you. Mm-hmm. God, I have that book, that that kid's book that says there's a bird on a something behind you. A mere bird on a pole. <laughs> a mere bird on a pole behind you. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's how you uh, get the youth into the series. Mm-hmm. Just start drawing in, like, evil things into the artwork of the book. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, he's he's lying. He refuses to believe what's going on. Or, I mean, how could you believe it, right? Right. Well, then here comes a commune. He's coming right on in there. He's charging right up in there. Waddling in. Floundering in. He's probably drunk. <laughs> I hope so. A little bit. <laughs> His beard's all fucked up. Zarias thinks about Grandma three or more different times in this, um this section oh to know a specific 
nothing specific I can draw from it other than it's just in a skin spy chapter. Yeah. And she hasn't been revealed as a skin oh, spy. Oh, yeah. Yet. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. The love, dude. He loves them. <laughs> They're so good at making oh, that's true. people feel good. They got some oxytocin spray. Yeah. Perfume. That's a good catch. So likable. We're so smart. <laughs> What's up, Meg? Hello. Meg says, so, dude, you got your, uh, I got you on the big screen, almost like you're actually here. That's awesome, man. I would love to be there. Um, Yeah, so they're having a Kamian come in to give his piece that Zarius isn't going to believe anyway at first. But <laughs> yeah. It made me think of this question. So, have you ever heard of the stories of, like, when uh, European explorers showed up in 1400s 1500s to um the americas that the natives like literally didn't see the ships because it was outside of their like understanding or like worldview that they just like couldn't comprehend that there'd be these big ass like houses floating across the ocean at them so Hmm. that they like never saw them at all Hmm. well turns out that's a myth but i've heard that's like it's not true but i've heard that before i've never heard that um I mean, it sounds cool, and I don't think it's, like, it's not, like, really insulting or anything to me. To me. No. Well, I mean, I'm wide as fuck, but, like, you know what I mean? Uh, it just made me think of, like, how can you expect something that is completely out of your comprehension? Or, like, how can you, yeah, understand it? Like, he keeps... Zarias is like, okay, it's Imperial Sick, or it's it's some sorcery. Later, he's like, it's definitely Kisharam. Yeah. And it's like, of course, um, the last thing you would go to is something that you, like, can't even think of. Like, yeah. how do you see what you... How do you, like... Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. How do you find what you can't see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you don't believe something is real, it can really be not real. Yeah. Yeah, I I wrote down this quote. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. This, you can't see what you can't see. Which... Scafula Christ. <laughs> Scafra Christ. Nice. Sorry. Uh, anyway, investigating whether or not that the myth of the natives not seeing the boats was true, mm. I learned that there's a, an Aztec poop goblin called Quitlapantan. <laughs> called That's what's up. <clears throat> like in Tenochtitlan, which is Mexico City, they had like really like a sewer system. Yeah. Well, there were like bridges where you'd poop on bridges and it would fall into canoes that they would, they were shit canoes and then they'd no pull the way. shit canoes off to um, fields and dump the shit in fields to fertilize them. Dang. But Poop if you had to color. shit at night, you had to like go out in the dark like into a field and there was like a night goblin, basically a poop goblin that could get you. Like, get you? Like, kill you? Like, eat you? I think so. It wasn't a helpful goblin? No, no. It was like, they feared it. I thought it was like a cool, helpful goblin. I need to do more investigation, but no, I think it was like, like, people were trying to not take shits till the sun came up. That's because they're gonna get got. Quit la, la Pantan. That's awesome. Drew says, one cannot raise walls against what has been forgotten. Exactly. What is that from? What quote is that from? From this book. This book? Yeah. Okay. A lot earlier on. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. It might have been in the prologue, or it might have been in a commune's first chapter, I think. 
Um, but that's how this chapter ends out is like, like, like I said, you can't see what you can't see. Mm -hmm. I like how you said it better actually, but I can't remember what you said. But uh, Zarius is... You can is, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zarius is like, has Akami in there and could demand him to explain. He's like, no, nah, he's just going to give us some of his crazy, yeah. his kooky tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Nah, he's fucking... You don't want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> Try to tell us the world's ending. <laughs> Trust me. But he says, he says some funny stuff. He goes, so whenever they meet, they greet... And Drusus Sakamian knelt unceremoniously, touching his forehead to the ground and muttering, God of men. And Zarai says, Awkward, is it not, Mendati? These meetings of magi and kings. The keen embarrassment of moments before was forgotten. Perhaps it was good, Zarias thought, that the man understood the stakes of the proceeding. For some reason, he was moved to be gracious. But that was just weird. Um, and then the sorcerer looked at him quizzically, then remembered himself and turned down his eyes and said, I'm your slave, God of men. What would you have me do? Then the emperor in his time of need and his trying to fill the hole in his heart that Skaos used to fill, <laughs> grasps his arm, which is a most disarming gesture. <laughs> is that literal? Uh, I don't know. He disarming. grasps his arm and he just pulls it off. Disarmed him. <laughs> I didn't think about that. And he leads him through the others to the prostrate scales. And then it just gets nasty. Is prostrate on your stomach? Yeah. I, or like a prostration is whenever you get up or you're already up and you get down and like pray. So you're not necessarily on your stomach. You could be on your knees, but your head goes to the floor. But ass, ass to the sky? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll remember that because it looks like prostate. I'm just creating a, a mnemonic device here. Oh, okay. It's, That's good. I'm just, just telling everybody. <laughs> Skaos' eyes are glittering with a strange intensity, and it? he's it's so spooky, and he says, Amandati. He's it said. Yeah, that's the moment where it switches from it being Skaos, mm -hmm. he, to an it, a genderless uh, creature, non-human. Yeah. Not a non-man, but like an, an inhuman. An inhuman mm -hmm. goose. Yep. Um, and then a commune's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> Who shit is this fuck. man? The horror playing on his voice. And <laughs> Sarai says, my prime counsel of 30 years. <laughs> Sarai's, er, and then a commune is just like, what have you done? Have you interrogated him? What was it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Was he's a, on the edge of a meltdown. He's a spooky, spooked guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Zarias again is like, is there sorcery? And Akami is just flatly, no. And he says, you lie! <laughs> I can see it in your eyes! <laughs> <laughs> it's again, you ask him yes or no question. Immediately. Like, no! False! And then everybody else is like, no, he's right. And Zarias just goes, silence! <laughs> and then silence oh dude this is so scary this is a good moment in the audiobook very good moment um so Zarias yells silence after everyone's chiming in and what was once chaos had began growling metta ka parupata sanragashara chigra mandati chigra 
Dude, that was great. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. I'm a good actor. You got a future. I got a f- future. <laughs> <laughs> his voice now utterly inhuman. He writhed against his restraints. <laughs> Uh, the old body rippling with thin, greasy muscles. A bolt snapped from the walls. Which is so funny, because the skin spot is probably... J- he just continues to act. Like, he's just like, well, I guess I'll get captured and tortured. Because there's no way they could keep hold him. You know? Like, yeah. three men couldn't get him. I don't know. Maybe they could. Well, they needed a commune to take him down. Otherwise, the... I think they all would have gotten worked. But I just feel like if the skin spy wanted to get free, he could have gotten free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of convenient. Because, um, yeah, he... I don't know, maybe there were enough, enough chains got him, but, like, it does seem like he could have gotten away. Yeah. He, he kind of wanted to fuck with everybody, or maybe it was, like... Part of his mission. Yeah, Yeah. if you get caught, you're allowed to spill the secret. There's no cyanide capsule or whatever. Well, what better way to continue to manipulate the machinations of the Holy War than by feeding information to the Emperor? True. You know, like, if he did, which he didn't. He didn't do anything. He doesn't say anything, but... Here's an idea. Maybe he... um, was trying to take out a commune because the huh. mandate are their like his what is it not historic ancestral enemies yeah maybe so he's like i'm gonna chill here in the bdsm dungeon until the chigra comes and then i'm gonna go for it yeah um the chains you <laughs> guilty compass his eyes called numbly stumbling further back so he's like oh no it's happening the chains! And then the old body thrashes around the curved wood like starving eels stitched to human skin. Another bolt snaps from the wall. Such a cool scene. Yeah. It says Ginkelty was the first to die. <laughs> his neck snapped. Uh, Zarias could see his his slack face loll against his back as he toppled forward. So he gets got... Compass gets hit by a chain... Yep, to the side of the dome. Tokish was broken like a doll. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Skeletius did not die. It was Tokish. What up, Herm? Yeah, that's... I'm like, the Skin Spire is just continuing to enjoy his life, lifelong career as a Skin Spire, just, like, getting tortured. Yeah, that's what Herm said. Yeah. He couldn't resist the pleasure, maybe? Dude, my uh, last roommates in Denver, like... They had a roommate before me that was really into Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. You know, the pinhead guy? Yeah. I've never seen the movies, but she would... Kristen, shout out Kristen, would quote um, him a lot and would be like... What is it? Pain to some, beauty to others, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, it's like straight up in core I speak. Um, in Koroi. Yeah. Personally, I'm not trying to get my ass kicked during sex. Or not sex. True. <laughs> yeah. I like getting beat up in a gym. But other yeah. than that. Well, does your phallus curve mm-hmm. towards your belly and harden? No. Not at all. It stays within a cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dude. <laughs> Sorry, but in that 
the video of <laughs> the UFC fighter woman getting punched in the boob. There was another one I saw where this dude just got straight up kicked in the nuts. Damn. Like, they're not wearing cups in the in the octagon. Really? I don't think so. Huh. I think that it's uh, just it's off limits. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's for cowards. <laughs> huh, that's wild. Druid says, the Cenobites from Hellraiser are very incorally like... Mm. Yeah, I probably misquoted them, but I think I'm going to watch that for Halloween this year, because I haven't seen any of the Hellraisers, like I said. Yeah. I haven't seen them either. We should do that. Okay. Um, Maybe uh, my my child, my newly born child of yours, Malingus, mm-hmm. can join. Okay. That'd be chill. But let's, um, let's get going. Yeah, let's probably get going. There were words, burning words. The room washed with blinding fires, so there's sorcery happening. Stone cracking, air shivering, and he could hear the Mandati ro- the Mandati roaring. Um, so it's not is it a Akami's not doing the sorcery right? Because he wants to be able to talk to the skin spy. It's a good question. I thought it was, but that does go against, yeah, being able to talk to him. So I don't know. Um, uh, then Kim Ketri Kim Ketri roars. That is enough, Mandati. Okay, yeah. So maybe it was one of those uh, useless ass my say or the Imperial Sake that just like pulled the trigger too soon. That's what I thought, but now that I'm rereading it, it seems like Akamian was the one to do it. Is he, since he's roaring? Yeah, I guess he roars. Or is he roaring, no, curse you, no. To the person that's doing the sorcery. Okay. That's what I thought at first, but I don't know. Yeah. So I thought Who this the fuck just... is he yelling at? I thought the sorcery popped off. Um, Skin Spy is getting burned, and then Akami's like, no, don't do that. But, I don't know. Yeah, this could go a number of ways. I think that you're right, though. Well, so, Kim Ketri says, that is enough, Mendati, and then... Okay, well, and then somebody says, Pompous, ingrate, you've no inkling of what you've done. I assumed that was Akami. That's Akami. Then somebody said, I've saved the Emperor... And then Zarya's just like, I'm saved. And he scurries out from under his desk or whatever. Oh, yeah. When Kevin Ketri says that is enough, Mandati, that means it was a commune that was spitting the... a whale unlike anything he'd ever heard, like a thousand wor- wolves burning alive. <laughs> the sound awesome. of meat slapping against stone. I don't know, dude. It seem- It's very scrambled. Well, the word's right there, so I'm going to use it scrambled. Yeah. Um... But I kind of picture it as chaos. Like, I mean, it's literally chaos. Like, if you didn't know whose uh, Gnostic cant was whose, yeah. it could just be fucking coming That's out true. of every orifice in every direction. That's a good point. Everybody just might not know what's going on. It's like if we were all yelling at the same time, but <clears throat> there were fucking firewolves, thousands of wolves burning alive coming out of our mouths. That's very cool. Um, but, in, okay, so there's smell of roasted pork. Is they like the long pig in this uh, book, too. Uh-huh. The mandate sorcerer kneels over the charred body of Skaos and says, What are you? He ranted. Answer me! Skaos' eyes glittered white from black and blasted skin, and they laughed. Laughed at the raging sorcerer. Oh, and he says, You are the first, Jigra. And you will be the last. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's, that's what I wrote, too. I was like... Question, question, question. Uh, I think it's, he's the first, um, 
that sees the consult again, maybe. Hmm. And he will be the last of his kind to see the consult because they'll all be wiped out. I don't think he'd literally be the last man alive. Like, they're not going to see no. him until yeah. the very end. Huh. The, yeah. Maybe that's us guess there. Um, or I think maybe he was about to... He, he meaning it, the the thing called Skaos, thought that it was about to kill him. Because mm-hmm. he face-hugs Akami and, like, immediately after. Yeah. Well, yeah. So... I guess I'll just read this. Can I just read this paragraph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says, What followed would haunt Zarai's dreams for the rest of his numbered days. As though grasping for some deeper breath, Skaos' face unfolded like spider's legs clutched tight round a cold torso, twelve limbs crowned by small, wicked claws, unclenched and open, revealing lipless eyes and lid... Or, sorry, lipless teeth and lidless eyes where a face should have been. Like a woman's long fingers... Weird... They embraced the astounded mandate sorcerer about the head and began to squeeze. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just doing this physically now because I've never pictured. What how, it would be like. how did he get? How did he survive that? That's. I mean, I know obviously Confus cuts his head off, but it just seems like if you get into that situation, you probably are not gonna make it out. Probably not. But he does. I mean, it didn't impregnate him like an alien. True. So, but it's he's got like teeth. Or wicked claws. <clears throat> I feel like his face would be all shredded. Probably. But, I don't know. Maybe his beard protected him. His five, uh... His five stripes of beard tangled everything up. Yeah. What's funny is, so... Confus cuts his head off. And, uh, says abomination, blah, blah, blah. And then Akami gets up and he just says, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm fucking getting out of here. Yeah. Fuck this. And it, I just think it's weird that this... I don't think this would have happened. I don't think Zarias would have just said, okay, leave then. I feel like they would have killed Akamian. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because Akamian could just walk out and tell everybody this. You know? I don't... I just imagine... If it were in, like, Game of Thrones or something, and somebody of low caste had a meeting with somebody, like, the actual emperor, and it went to shit, they would be like, okay, just kill him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. That's not what happened, so. No. That's a good point. I'm wondering what he would have, if they tried to go after Kami, oh. what would have happened? Oh, well, so, duh. I am kind of got ahead of myself, because... As the man leaves the room, Akamian, Confus looks to Zarias questioningly. Is this wise? He asks. Um, well, okay. And then Zarias responds, he would have lectured us about myths, Confus, about the ancient north and return of Mog. They always do. <laughs> I love that he refers to, to Mog on a first name basis. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mog. Oh, yeah, her makes a good point. How the fuck could they... They couldn't kill Akamian. Well... Uh, Confus could, in theory, because he has a core, eh? True. So he could rush at him with the sword, or just reach over and poke him, maybe. Yeah. But I think that that would have pissed Zarias off. Zarias could have survived because he had a core, but Akamian could have torched everybody else in the room, which are presumably other important people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Zarias just, like, had some restraint and was like, okay, we're going to deal with this. I don't want to... He doesn't want everybody on his whole council to die all at once, maybe. Right. Or maybe it's just, like, too fucking shocked 
to know what to do. It's hard to know what to do. But yeah, I mean, confidence it's on his radar, though. Because um, he also says, I mean, should we listen to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we should. You sure about that? Learn about old Mog Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mog. And uh, Zarias, with the weird wisdoms, says, Mad events seldom give credence to madmen, Confus. Um, he would have just lectured us <laughs> about the ancient north. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that that bad? I mean, probably. Just, Zarias, well, yeah, I guess I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, what would happen if... You met met somebody that was fervently trying to tell you that Jesus was coming back or whatever, you know? <laughs> Dude, I talked to this, like, I did this really big hike a couple years ago, Long's Peak, or what's the native name? Nei Sotoyu'u. That's, um, Arapaho. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I pronounced it right, but it was, like, a 16 miles, 5,000 foot hike, the gnarliest hike I've ever done. And on my way down... I was just, like, walking at pace with this Christian guy, and I was so mm. out of it from uh, oxygen yeah. and being tired that he just, like, he, like, talked to me about Jesus for literally an hour, and we even stopped and stood still for, like, quite a while, and I was just, like, totally okay listening to it. Yeah. He asked if he could pray for me, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> why not? That's funny. <laughs> uh, he, he was definitely cool, but, like... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They, uh, Beardo from work used to, um, tell me, he said, there's like, when you go on tour and, um, there's always a person that comes up to you at the merch booth and just talks nonstop. He says that person's called a punisher and that's what like <laughs> bands everywhere know, like, be uh, careful that dude's a punisher. the punisher or a that's punisher. Funny. Yeah. You just can't get away from the guy just that just abuses your you. obligation to talk to fans. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we don't know how insufferable a commune really is. <sighs> I bet it's not too bad, but... Even just to hear some... I don't know. You saw the most outlandish shit you'll ever see. Yeah, he immediately reverts to, like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I know what's going on. Maybe it's savage denial. Yeah. I can't even comprehend the man-made horrors. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess, interplanetary horrors. He says, the price of knowledge has been paid, and we have not been beggared. <laughs> so dramatic. Such good little quips, though. I know, it's so awesome. Um, yeah, he <clears throat> decides that it's definitely a Kisharam. Sorcery of a different sort. Except for, I mean, do they know that the... They know the Kore won't fuck up, or will fuck up the Kisharam, right? Yeah. At least the other sorcerer schools do, so it seems like a lapse in judgment that... He's like, it's the Kisharam, even though they had the Kore right up next to his nuts. Right. Um, but when somebody makes their mind up, it's hard to convince them otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody else is pretty down with, it's not sorcery. And he's like, oh, the man daddy said it himself. It's sorcery. <laughs> it's just a sorcery of a different sort. Yeah. But you want to believe what you want to believe. Oh, I might have just interrupted you, though. They've not been beggared. Perhaps Confus replied, scowling, but we're debtors still. I don't really understand the price of knowledge and the, the debt metaphor, really. Uh, I mean, they lost Ginkelti, somebody else. Oh, but they're still doing okay? They lost Gaius. Um, and we have not... It's like, the price has been paid and it was steep AF. It was really expensive. 
That's no. what Compass is saying, right? Because we're we're deader still, but perhaps Compass replies Galling, but we're deader still. I think no. Sarias was saying that they weren't, re- they didn't get get bankrupted, but Compass is like, no, nah, we're kind of fucked. Yeah, he has a more realistic view on it. He's like, well, and they could be in debt to like a commune or people that know more about the situation. He's like, we don't actually know what the fuck's going on. That makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, again, I don't know how this makes sense of it being Estrella, but the last, uh, thought in this section is, so like Mother Zarias thought, which, again, the dramatic irony to mm-hmm. me is that he's gonna try to bang her in a couple books and mm-hmm. gonna find a huge curving hog in a place that he did not expect. Oh, it's so good. Um, a race of lovers. You want to switch over to the Esmanette section? Yeah. She's um, wobbling around. Not literally, the but... Stinky, the, the very stinky holy war. Yeah, and the they're all charged up, gonna go get hammered the night before they're starting out on their, their trek, which is like, both makes perfect sense and is like the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But um, this immediately caught my eyes. Um, She's looking at this bull, or, wait, yeah, she watches a towering Thunieri hack down a bull with his battle axe. (laughs) I missed that. Oh, dude, it's sick. And then cast its severed head onto an impromptu altar fire. Dude, they are getting wild. Yeah, hacking the shit, like, chopping down a, uh, chopping a bull's head off like it's a tree. But then get this, she thinks, for some reason... The animal's eyes reminded her of Sarcellus's, dark, long-lashed, and curiously unreal, as though made of glass. Dang. Because, uh, he's not a human either. No. We got that foreshadowing. Yeah, that's good stuff. I liked it. Dang. The cow getting its head, that's some, uh, Apocalypse Now, final, final scene in Apocalypse Now shit. I haven't watched it. Really? No. Oh, my bad. It's okay. You well, I know what happens. Movie? <laughs> no, I haven't. That's crazy. Is is it Marlon Brando is in his world of uh, sin at the end or something? Um, Colonel ha- Kurtz. A cow gets its head chopped off. Oh, like Nayer style. That's pretty sick. Cleaved. Yeah. Do you think you could cleave? A... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they make it look really easy. Yeah, I don't think it would be very easy, but. Um... <laughs> when we're old and like, I don't know lost a lot of our faculties and stuff. Do you want to just try to cleave each other's heads off? <laughs> I think we could cut each other's heads off really easily. It's not a Not a bull. bull. Yeah. No. But yeah, we... You could definitely a cut a human's head off super easily. I could cut your head off. Dude, I'll have to show you... Uh, I'll send it to you in a text like later some other day, but there's this <laughs> hypothetical man, like, if humans evolved to survive car crashes... Mm-hmm. Like, without technology, I guess. It's, like, just how a human could evolve to survive a car crash. It's this, like, really gross illustration someone made of this guy. And his, like, head is, like, fused to his shoulders. Yeah. I think his name Dave or something. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> you know, like, concussion-proof? Yeah. No, I don't know. But, I mean, that's why they say, like, when you're boxing, you're supposed to... <clears throat> Whenever you get punched, <laughs> you're... these are your airbags, they say. Oh. Some traps. And you go like this? Mm-hmm. And you roll with the punches? It's always got to roll with the punches. <clears throat> I right, let's get going. 
This guy, you can go. Um, just this scene just sucks. This whole scene sucks. It's uh, everyone is drunk on masculine virtue. Yeah, they are, and they're they like she gets picked up, she gets like fondled and assaulted, and it's just terrible. Yeah, she's they're bruising her lips. Either it, <laughs> well, like, I tried to say both words at the same time, literally or figuratively. Yeah, figuratively, um, by men of all races and ethnicities, and the guy who's a hand taller than Sarcellus, mm-hmm. um, for uh, scientific reasons, um, she was measuring, uh, but she does the punch up, the palm to the nose strike. Yeah, yeah. My dad, like, not that I've gotten into a lot of fights, but my dad is like always told me not to get into like to not fight people because you could like accidentally kill somebody and then you'd be fucked mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like true for sure but yeah i don't know like i wouldn't obviously if you're just defending yourself and then you got a manslaughter charge that'd be fucking terrible yeah it would. but that's uh what i've heard you do to fucking fuck somebody up mm-hmm. is, is that, that true i don't know <clears throat> you're the I violence no, guy i have no idea you're not the violence guy, but, <laughs> but not... you know about the the physical form. Yeah, the martial. I'm not really. I'm not actually that. But anyway, let's move. <laughs> let's get. Let's go. Yeah, she struck him, and and then she gets away, and she cries, and it's sad. But she remembers that she's going to find Haka. I'm coming, Daddy. I'm coming. She resumes her <laughs> journey. Um. She dares approach a more sedate group of revelers. Um, she is looking for the marshal of a trumpus, and they say, that way, across <laughs> the dead canal. That way. And she's like, damn, this canal is stinky. She um, understood why it was called dead before she even saw it. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, it's just stagnant, and it smells like rotting vegetables. Um, Ooh, I love the word awful, O-F-F-A-L, yeah. as just sewage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I've heard people say it before, but I never knew it uh, was like a real or different word until I saw it in print in this. Yeah. But, yeah, it's stinky. One of the Kenryans says, Yashari Asumaporo, which I feel like probably means assume the whore or something like that. Oh, smart. Maybe, I don't know. Somebody in chat probably could chime in on that. Yeah, who's fluent in perhaps <laughs> Kenryan? <laughs> And uh, Esmina just ignores him. Yeah, it's like, I mean, obviously it's a fucked up scene, and Druid says being Esmina is suffering. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> the men don't even understand what they're doing to her. Kind of, I mean, that's like how men treat women in this whole world. Is, um, the guy that she punched in the nose was, uh, his eyes were wide in horror and confusion as though he'd mm. just been kicked by a trusted horse. Like, they don't realize that they're mistreating a, a person or a, you know a human it's either normal or normalized mm-hmm. for them and i'm sure it's exacerbated by the the wine and drunk on god and right uh and the ampoy mm-hmm. um i wanted to mention really quick ampoy is a specific cool liquor to these series and mm-hmm. there's another one called yursa which is quote mm-hmm. a dreadful galioth liquor made from rotten potatoes yeah it's awesome so it's like vodka but worse I guess that's cool um she continues to scurry around 
cutting through different parts of the camps. Um, she's and then she starts. We get a um, glimpse into like what who Esmonette is kind of attracted to. She says she, <laughs> she's uh, attracted to statuesque men or muscle trees, as she and her harlot friends refer to them. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, but uh, um, it but except for. Well, I mean, it kind of hurt to read because I'm not a muscle tree and I'm siding with the commune in the dad bod realm of people, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, she does have it in her heart for the dad bod. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not taking it personally, but muscle trees is a pretty funny way to yeah, describe that. Also, just briefly before that, it mentions that um, different people are different casts of people are different sizes because of their diet. Hmm. specifically norserai were taller because they ate more red meat and that's just weird to think it could be like <clears throat> with the caste system different castes could evolve differently mm -hmm. that is interesting yeah like i don't know i feel like there's some dystopian novel in there somewhere mm -hmm. probably yeah um she's does <clears throat> stumble upon the standard of a trempus. That was what I was going to be other than the cyclopean <laughs> walls. I had to decide. Yeah. She stares at it um, every so often. And then she starts kind of daydreaming about a commune. Um, and she thinks about like kissing him and stuff and how he smells. And then he hears him speak, Esme, Esmanette. Wait. Yeah. Such an old-fashioned name. And then, from the tusk, Esmanette was the wife of the prophet Engeshriel. Ah, Harlot's name. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, Engeshriel is the burned prophet. Mm. He was the guy that had the vision, if you remember. Um, it, I, he got, like, a message that he needed to pray or something, and there's a fire in front of him, and he had to pray his face into the fire. He got his face all fucking burnt up. Oh, doesn't... That happens... Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They did talk about it before. Yeah, and then Proyas does it later. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but I thought maybe that, like, he's obviously really holy if he thinks he needs to pray so much that he'll put his face in a fucking fire. Right. And um, if Esmanet was the wife and, um, yeah, if, if, like, that's kind of them, Esmanet is Esmanet, obviously, the wife of um, the prophet or a commune, and a commune is in his own way a holy fool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'd say so. Just something to think about. Yeah, something for your brain. Oh, Drew said he knelt into the flames. My bad. Maybe it took out his face. I just, there's a one good illustration on the wiki of yeah. <laughs> Engeshriel and his face is all fucked up. I think he has like half a beard or like piece of mustache that's like hanging down. Right. <clears throat> so that's just how I picture him. She eventually finds them and she's looking, she's peeking like Nair in a bush um and she sees <laughs> yeah she's she's doing like, the bush thing it's very sweet she like sees all the communes homies and is like those are good people i bet yeah very interesting she feels like kind of at home she says that um she's standing at the very heart of the holy war fiery with passion promise and sacred purpose mm -hmm. these men were more than human they were kahit world souls locked in the great wheel of great events which mm. like i'm wondering how she maybe she just has a feeling about a commune or i don't know some people have that gravity to them yeah they'd like just draw in the most passionate or i don't know like 
similar people, but yeah, I mean, for the book too, it's like she's literally going to be in the squad that does every all the important stuff. I don't know. I think I've felt really frustrated with Esmond in this scene, or just frustrated with her character in general. Speak on that. Because I was, I just wanted her to just go in and like. Everybody loves Esmond. Just fucking walk in the camp. It's true. And whenever a Kamian walks past her. I just wanted to be like, just grab him. Yeah. Like, he could be drunk or something. Like, just <laughs> yeah. just get a grip. I don't know. It was really frustrating. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, he didn't see me. I'm like, that's not Esmanette. Esmanette's better than that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you there for sure. I could see maybe some excuses for, like, some other shit that she did or didn't do in this chapter, but the Akamian thing at the end, I was just like, what the fuck? So, something that could... So, like, she's... I think my frustration was that and that I think that she should be better than that. Not better, but she has so much capacity within her to be great and to do awesome things and to take control and charge and stuff. But to be fair, in this chapter, she's like gone through this like gauntlet of assault and like mm-hmm. trauma triggers and like getting fondled and stuff. So like it would make sense from a trauma perspective. For her to not have so much access to those resources in that moment. Yeah, that makes sense. So There's not, like, a safe... You can't just... There's no safe man. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, But the world is against you. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's right. <clears throat> but, um, anyway, she scampers off and goes and falls asleep under a tree. Oh, yeah. There's a dude who's speaking. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the prayer? Um, you got it. Well, it just reads... I think it read. They say it a few times in the series. It reads like the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, the line that gets me the most, I think is cool, is, Judge us not according to our trespasses, but according to our temptations. Mm. Um... I like that, and I feel like that's more fair than kind of like a, I don't know, because like, judges according to our temptations, like, isn't the, all of the temptations are provided by God anyway? Mm-hmm. So like, if, I don't know, it feels like maybe huh. just more fair as far as heaven and hell goes, maybe? Yeah. you know, like if God's the one who's putting um, everybody to the to into different tests yeah i didn't think about that i didn't even catch that it was like basically the lord's prayer that's cool um that i think it is no it does like our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name like it's very has the same cadence and stuff yeah trespasses too is this one specific line in the uh um lord's prayer yeah i always didn't get that because i was like i thought trespassing was like walking onto someone's mm. property. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, but yeah. Um, Going where you're not supposed to go. Exactly. Kelfron says that Akamian had already, quote-unquote, abandoned her once. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. She does think, though, or tries to convince herself um, a couple of pages back, she thinks, but he would not turn her out. He would wait, as he always did, for the mandate to call him away. Right. So, well, I guess she expects him to abandon her again, even in that thought. It's like, he wouldn't kick her out. But he would eventually leave. But he would eventually leave. Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely right. And then Druid says, she probably feels like she doesn't deserve any happiness, sees herself as rotten and used. Her journey to moments ourselves breaks her mentally in some way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's one step closer to the edge, and she's about to break. She's about to break. I think that's very, very true. Um, just such a bummer. Um, and I gaslit her for it and said it was her fault. Yeah, you're definitely a, not a male ally. And then Kelfron says, or no, Druid says, depends on the religion. The devil is the tempter in Christian religion. Kelfron says, the pedo priest prayer. And the evil yeah. heart of the Vatican. And the evil, <laughs> the evil dungeon of truth in the Vatican. No, Druid, you're definitely right, too. Um, I get all fucked up about that because I was not raised Christian or anything, like anything specific, but I don't understand how God's in charge of everything except for the devil so powerful still, too. Yeah, it's I like, never got that either. Yeah. Like, why doesn't God just tell the devil to stop? Smite him? <laughs> well, then the answer in, like, the church that I grew up in is, like, because you have to have the choice to choose God instead of the devil in right. order to get into heaven. But just if you so make the wrong choice, then you're going to get your ass kicked for eternity? Yeah. And lit on fire? Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like God could just do away with all of that and just be like everybody's in heaven yeah so you don't have to make bad decisions yeah it's fucked up <laughs> why are we capable of doing things physically doing things in life that god does not approve of right so that we can get into heaven so we can get into heaven but god could just put us in heaven we wouldn't have to do the bad things. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, in Koroi style, like, do the bad things and still go to heaven. Like, obviously, we can be good people to each other, but... Yeah. Some book I, I read it talked about how anything that is a physical law is a natural law. Yeah. Where it's like, if you can stick your dick into that hole in the ground and fuck it, then that's okay because it functionally works. Mm hmm And I was like, damn... Shout out to Nair. <laughs> yeah. Um, Druid mentions too, Esmenet suffers so much in this series, at least we know that whatever happens to her, she is saved in some way, her soul at least. Hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because I never, I don't have any inkling of who gets saved or how and why, which I think is part of the point, but I think there might be some sort of hints to things you can do or not do. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of a ruthless, ruthless person. Well, Mostly just in the second series, she's a ruthless yeah. queen. I don't think she does hardly anything bad in here other than cucks a commune, but a commune was kind of asking for it, let's be honest here. Yeah. And Kellis has superpowers. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get going, because we need to wrap up here pretty soon. Yeah. So I can help with the baby. She hears uh, a commune's name mm. spoken out. It makes her ears perk up. Perked ears. <laughs> and then... Dude, you're right. Kellis is, he's got the dad jokes in this right? series. Yeah, because yeah. he and Zynemus go to the, the Dead River, whatever the fuck it's called, and then start peeing, and Zynemus says, Mmm, the water's warm. <laughs> and even Esmanette, which Esmanette in this moment is described as terrified. So she is in this like super trauma space. Uh-huh. She rolls her eyes and smiled, which is so sweet. It hurts. Uh-huh. And then... The Prince of Atrathal, Kella says, and deep. <laughs> and then Zynibus is like, oh, I'm going to use that one later, lol. Um, oh, and then the tall, and then Zynibus says, you'll have a rope to throw him at least. Because Zynibus says he's going to fall in. Yeah, laugh so hard you fall in and throw him a rope. 
Lol. I know. Just he's. Is it basically just like nice dongs, Zynemus? Yeah, that's cool. That was the joke that I was talking about last week that I heard verbatim at a sporting event. Like oh a yeah, game. yeah. Which like again, if you think about it too much, it wouldn't make sense. I don't think because right. I don't. I don't, with a smaller dick, I don't bend down to submerge it while I piss anyway. Like, Mm-mm. but I know what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and the river is gross. Oh, the, the mention of the phallic, phallus, though, mm-hmm. was uh, the phallic trunk, the phallic shaft of a, tr- of a tree trunk that Esmanet, um slept against. Took a nap? Yeah. Slept against. Yeah. Just, you know, we love the phallus, so I had to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, she, and she knows Zynemus, or not Zynemus, yeah. Oh, I thought I was saying Zarias. Um, she has some sort of relationship with him already, so she's, like, okay with uh, potentially approaching him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh... But, um, the Prince of Atrithau, uh, Kellis, it seems, stared directly at her, mm-hmm. either while peeing or right after peeing, um, and it says, but if he saw anything, he did not betray it, and he absolutely did see her. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He sees all. He's of the god. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, she goes and falls asleep, and Sarcellus is like, right, 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 I find, find you here. Uh-huh. And they get into it. Um, and she really disses him. Or no, he really disses her and is like, I've had enough of you. Yeah, he's, she's like, summons up all the gumption to say, I'm not going back with you, Sarcellus. And he's like, he I just, don't even care. Yeah, he does the, you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah, he just does. fucking, just take the L, bro. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, and she questions whether or not he actually loved her at that point. Because he's like, well, what the fuck? Or she's like, what the hell? I thought you loved me. Why are you just all of a sudden fine with me not going with you or whatever. Yeah, like... I wonder what, what's up with that, like... Because as far as the Skin Spies agenda, like... He's just kind of like, okay, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he wants her to connect with Kamian because... He thinks he can get info from mm-hmm. her still, but if she's not reporting to him, I don't know, maybe he thinks he can win her back. Yeah. Or maybe he thinks uh, he'll kill a commune when they get the chance or yeah i don't know maybe um maybe he'd like to have sex with her or something mm-hmm. even though he's fantasizing about the most like vile acts <laughs> yeah eating her, <clears throat> eating her head off or something right um but then it's just a bunch of other yeah. like esmanet having just like i don't know just more esmanet s- sad life shit dude this felt like having a bad mushroom trip to me like Mm -hmm. every negative thought yeah came up in like in like circuit of thought that like you don't actually even process any of it like it just it's just like all of your demons yelling at you at the same time Mm mm-hmm yeah and then Akamian and crew kind of just like all of a sudden walk towards them or walk towards her (laughs) freaking Oh, sad Minette. Oh, well. Sad Minette. I know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I already said that, but I thought, Herm, you just logged in, but you've been here. Mm-hmm. 
here. We've been right here. Moggy boy. Yeah, dude. So, what were you saying? A commune just fucking pops up? Yeah, he just all Because she's staring at whoever's laying by the fire, but... And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, a commune is... She's like, where are you? And then he's like, I'm on walking right here. <laughs> um, she he's couldn't trudging. See... He's trudging towards her. Oh, he definitely trudges. Yeah. She couldn't see his face, but she knew it was him. How many times has she spotted his portly <laughs> shape from her window in Sumina? So cute. Mm-hmm. Spotted That's... and smiled. Oh, so sweet. Um, the five stripes of his beard. Right. And then he just fucking... Uh, so she's... awkward and weird. I know. She oh. stood before him, smiling, crying, her wrists held out. I wrote, dumb and unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> he looked through her beyond her and continued walking. <clears throat> so this part's cool, though. At first she simply stood a pillar of salt, which, like, Lot's wife, mm-hmm. obviously, and, like, he, uh, he won't look back at her because he's too fried right now yeah frazzled but also just that the wizards can get salted oh, the sorcerers yeah. can get salted interesting so cool wordplay but like yeah i would probably stand there for a second if like my like long lost love walked past me without noticing me but literally just do anything bro yeah lady, like turn lady, around and be bro. like what the fuck yeah dick like <laughs> go kick him in the nuts get go pissed at him he would love that yank yeah he would probably love to see her after such a horrible Thing. Yeah, the only person that gives him comfort in the world. I mean, to be fair, Baker does a really jo- good job of making this moment really fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm sure he wanted to. You know, you're like, like, because oh, you want, yeah. you want them. I want them to be able to be together. Yeah. So it's good writing. He it's not like he like didn't do a good job of. It's like kind of like Greek tra- tragedy or something. Like you just miss each other. Or, like, you just die right at the time where you almost didn't... I don't know, fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> he, this is about the ending of the whole seven-book series so far, but Baker's mentioned online that he thinks that uh, resolution or frustration with things not being... not feeling closure mm-hmm. is all on the reader. It's like, yeah. I don't owe you shit. Like, if you can't deal with it being uncomfortable, then that's your problem. Yeah. Which, like... I'm sure he is reasonable about that to a degree, but I vibe with that. Even though I, it's fucking uncomfortable and, like, weird. But it makes it immersive. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, It is immersive. It's, it's, I'm glad that it happened, even though I'm kind of getting all worked up about it. I'm glad because it, it tears down some of the tropes. Like, you think, okay, they're going to be together. It's going to be fun for a little bit, which it isn't. Um, but... And I like when things don't work out and when things don't end. Yeah. Which is really good for this book because it doesn't it's like there's no real ending yeah that's true it's it was hard because I remember finishing this book and I was like well because I couldn't understand half the shit in it and I almost I was was like on the fence about reading the second one Mm -hmm. but I was like yeah I'm gonna read the second one yeah so you got me there but um what pissed me off was that in the next book they immediately get back together (laughs) Doesn't yeah, she like walk up to him and she yeah. does that shit like I don't know slaps they get, him they get into him. a fight and then have sex yeah which is like totally them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's so them and then she just she's he her chest is heaving she's sad um, she has a pity party which she turns into as she rolls onto her back with her forearm across her eyes she thinks no one owns me not Sarcellus not a commune. And then as though rising from a stupor, she pushes herself up from the ground, 
Oh, Esme, you're getting whore. Not good for... Or, sorry, you're getting old. Not good for a whore. She began walking. So she does the classic Esmanette thing where she's like, wait, I am actually a bad, badass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bad bitty. A bad bitty, and she keeps going. Yeah, that that was the culmination of um, remembering the, uh, the conversation with her, like, mentor. Um, Prisha? Pirasha? Mm-hmm. Um, the quote-unquote old harlot um so that's why we're more um we may be oppressed but remember we're never owned mm-hmm. and uh more than concubines more than priestesses more than wives more even than some queens yeah that's really cool yeah it's pretty sick um but uh she's still despite her like starting to own her identity as like a free woman more or independent she's not free really but you know mm-hmm. independent woman yeah <laughs> that sounds so like a beyonce thing like a independent woman mm-hmm. um all the single ladies but she's still nervous about how precarious her position in the world is about being this aging whore mm-hmm. like she's reaching some self-actualization but she's not stable yeah so maybe she'll look for some stability in the future. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Druid says, Baker does the good type of subversion. It actually has a larger narrative meaning. Yeah, definitely. And he says, Esmanet is like time to be a gaslight girl, gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. I think so. And that's the end of the chapter. I hate to see a girl boss win in. And I need to help my baby. Yeah. Um, we'll finish out the book next week, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, praise the meat, guys. We'll talk to you soon. And talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks everybody for coming. (laughs) And have a good night, and we'll talk to you next week. Truth shines. Where is this fucking thing? Here we go. Oh. Embarrassing us. Beep boop, beep boop. Oh, it was right there in front of us the The whole whole time. time. All right.